Thank you for joining us at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Community Education Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Noblesville, Indiana. I'm Alice Cavanis Gober, president of CE Arts. And I'm Sarah E. Morin, secretary of CE Arts. Let's sit down at the Roundtable. Joining me today at the round table is Indianapolis artist Megan Jefferson. And before we even get started, I want to do a real quick shout out to your website, jeffersonartstudio.com, because I want people to be able to go to that and see a lot of your work and what you do. But um, go ahead and tell our, our wonderful folks out there a little bit about yourself, Megan. So I have been painting, um, I've been living and painting in Indianapolis for the past 19 years. I do hold a BFA in painting from Miami University in Ohio, and my husband is also an artist. He teaches at the Heron School of Art and Design here at IUPUI in Indianapolis, and so we moved here 19 years ago for him to take a position in the ceramics department, and ever since then, I have been wearing a lot of hats. Yeah, so I bet. <laughs> I have continued to paint throughout that whole time, but I've also had two kids, and I have uh, prioritized spending time with them and helping them with homeschooling things. Yeah. And so that took a lot of my time. And as different chapters in my life opened as my kids got older, I found that I had more time to devote to other things like work and artwork, which um, kind of went hand in hand and kind of were separate. Yeah. So I've uh, also done a lot of work in the arts administrative world and worked with lots of arts nonprofits. Um, whether it looks like teaching for an arts nonprofit or um, actually doing some admin work. I was the grants director for one. I was a program director for another. I was um, a community arts mural director for a while as well. Wow, so, you've done um, everything. <laughs> I have worked in the art world, yes, my entire life. And uh, the past two years, I've had more time to dedicate to building my art business which has been a joy, and especially a joy here in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. um, I have created large-scale murals around town and then also for private residents. So I've got my hands in a lot of work, but uh, that's me in a nutshell. That's great, and it looks like you're uh, in your studio right now. Am I correct there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have a studio at the Harrison Center for the Arts, which is downtown Indianapolis. Um, there are about 30 or so other artists also who have studio spaces here and we have five galleries and every first Friday of every month we um, host since COVID has happened it's kind of shifted and there's been some times where we haven't had first Fridays but we are back to open for first Fridays with social distancing and masking and so every first Friday we're open from five to nine and you can wander through the studios and the galleries to see what everybody's up to. But um, while I'm here, I just thought that I could give you a quick tour of my studio. So um, I am primarily an oil painter, and mm -hmm. behind me you'll see some landscapes mm -hmm. and uh, some pieces that I've been working on. Okay. Um, I have a plethora of different kinds of work. These are resin pieces behind me here. Okay. And then I have my 
wall behind me that is full of different murals that I've created. Wow, that's a lot of murals. <laughs> a lot of murals. I have my painting station, so mm -hmm. all of my paints in my easel. And then I also am a watercolorist. Oh, so cool. these pieces are all watercolors. Um, oh, those are beautiful, yeah. You. I have been teaching um, online Zoom classes for watercolor too, and I recently got them printed on t-shirts and I'm wearing one, so I'll just show you real quick. Oh, you that's beautiful, it. beautiful, yeah. Uh, well, I wanna tell everybody, um, especially those who are listening to the podcast and haven't like checked the YouTube yet for the video, but we will have, you, you sent me some wonderful, good quality high-res images of some of your work, and yeah. one of those will go on the website with the podcast, and the other ones will be incorporated into the video that we put on YouTube. So I want everybody to know that your work will be visible, um, not just with the walking around tour, which is great, but to see a little bit more up close and everything um, so that people can see what you do, which is lovely, very lovely. Um, you're so talented. I have to, and, you know, gone to school for art and everything and had your entire adult life is, has been involved in the arts and as an artist and as an administrator and everything. And I wanted to ask, when, when did you first know that art was your destiny? Well, um, I think about that because I've been asked that before. Yeah. And uh, I think it is a path that unfolded, but it was a path that was calling to me and I listened to it um, from a fairly early age. So uh, when I was in high school, my family moved to a different town, and I didn't know anyone there. It was far away from the hometown that I had grown up in. Um, it was a hard transition for me, but we they had offered some amazing art classes. And so I signed up for all of the art classes that I could because I really liked the teacher and I liked the, the process of creating, which I had never really put my all into before or maybe I I just didn't have the time or the um the structure know, maybe the structure in which to do that yeah yeah I think too I was um I was always a really good student in school which had a lot to do with my ability to memorize and take tests and um and complete I think tests and, and classes pretty easily. Yeah. And so it was always a, kind of an expectation that if you were good at school, that your path would more likely look like going to school to be a doctor or a lawyer right. than it would be an artist. Mm -hmm. And so I think I spent a lot of time focusing on academics and not on art, but then when I needed it, when I was um, having a hard time in this new place, it was what gave me um, solace and a place to escape to and I found that I really really loved that however I went to uh, school I got into Miami and some other places and landed on Miami and um, my major was pre-med mm. so I was planning on being a doctor yeah. going to medical school it was my plan pretty much always and I thought that's what I wanted to do and I was sitting in the large lecture hall at orientation hearing about all the science classes that I was going to have to take, which was <laughs> organic, organic chemistry, um, molecular biology. And I realized at that moment, which I always knew, I really didn't like science classes. Yeah, that's going to be hard, right? No, yeah. Hard to get that degree. Well, <laughs> it wasn't so I could get by yeah. and get through the classes and do well, 
but I didn't enjoy it. Right. I would, um, I, I, I didn't enjoy it like I realized I loved doing art. Right. And at that moment, I, my mom was sitting next to me and I said, I don't want to be here. And she was like, what do you mean you don't <laughs> yeah, want to be yeah. here? And I said, I don't want to be a science major. I want to be an art major. And so she said, it kind of tears me up to think how supportive she was. And she said, well, let's, you know, get up and let's go. Let's go to the art building. That's and, wonderful because uh, so many parents would have been like, what, are you crazy? No, you have to stick to the course, you know, and yeah. that she was supportive and saw that, you know, your talents and your your deep need to create was more important and um, something that you needed to do is really wonderful. So kudos yeah. to mom, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned that you moved, and I always like to ask our guests a little bit about their journey as an artist and a lot of times that for me includes the places they've lived because I've lived a lot of places and I've always felt like those places whether the landscape the geography the the culture the mood whatever has always impacted my artistic endeavors if you will my paintings my poetry my writings whatever and so um you know, if you don't want to say where those cities were, that's fine. But I, I was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about, you know, how you feel the places you've lived, including going to college, you know, have impacted the visual nature of your work. And then part two of that question is always, um, I always feel like the arts journey is a roller coaster. It has its ups and downs, its highlights and its challenges. And so maybe you could speak on, on some of your experiences with that a little bit. So what do you think? So I, the reason I'm getting so excited and nodding along <laughs> yeah. with you is because that's exactly how I feel. Oh, good. Yay. The, yeah. Sense of place is very, very important to me in my work, and I think that's why I'm drawn to landscapes mm -hmm. so much. Um, I grew up in a small agricultural community in northwestern Ohio okay. called Napoleon, Ohio, a, um, a small town which I loved and um, loved being in that area and I am noticing now how the visual landscape of that land is mm -hmm. affecting my work right so I find myself being really drawn to really flat areas you can mm -hmm. see that yeah. behind mm -hmm. me, and fields and large skies and open vistas mm -hmm. and um, I realized as I was painting that that is a really common childhood memory that I have when I think about home mm -hmm. and so and, and the other part of that is that it has, um, it holds for me so much beauty and uh, it's often not that appreciated. So we live in Indiana, which is pretty much the same landscape, yeah. very flat, lots of agriculture, lots of fields, but there is something so special about the countryside and um, all of the fields and the patterns and the small towns and it's really worth celebrating mm -hmm. as cities get bigger and take up more land and then just become bigger urban areas. Yeah. So it's my way to celebrate those rural areas that I find to be so beautiful. And I think a lot of that comes from the shaping of my childhood there. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing goes for when we moved. It was um, more hilly and rocky. And uh, when I think about that space, sometimes that creeps into my work. And then I spent some time also living in California, and my sister lives in Seattle, where I have been often. Yeah. And so um, 
I see this painting right above me that has the pink sky yeah. and the evergreens. So that that is really inspired by that sense of place as right. well. Um, so I think that answers that question. Yeah, again. I, before, and then, before you get to the second part of that question, I want to comment because I've seen some of your work. I've checked out the website. You sent me some files. And um, I've seen a lot of people who paint the kind of, uh, you know, flatter landscapes, if you will, of the kind of places you're describing here in Indiana and northern Ohio and everything. And I want to say that your work gives a lot more depth and a lot more life to those visuals than I think is typical of, of the artwork that we see of those similar landscapes. And so I want to, I want to give you, you know, shout outs for that because I think, you know, many people could think that life in you know rural indiana or the, where the landscapes are just kind of flat and cornfields and there might be a clump of trees way off in the distance you know um, they might think of those as being very one-dimensional kind of world views or something and your your paintings evoke much more than that and are a depth and a richness that i really appreciate so um keep doing what you're doing on that you know definitely <laughs> Thank you. I think that um, the colors that I use also, and they evoke feelings. Mm -hmm. And so color is one of the things that I'm most drawn to and why I love painting. It's a very intuitive process for me. So sometimes I'll start by laying down some color and just responding to it or laying down a horizon and some trees and then deciding on the colors that I want to build or that are happening to, to that piece as well. So sometimes I'll just very loosely paint and I'll put in a lot of different color and then I will be most drawn to push certain colors. Sure. And then I'll notice certain color combinations on the canvas that are doing some cool things yeah. and maybe also accentuate those. Yeah. So I don't always have a color palette before I go into it, but I always think that my color palettes lend themselves to being sort of poetic. Yes, and, and emotional, and emotional. You know, mm -hmm. and there's blending and things mm -hmm. that I think that lends them to, to um, be peaceful as well. Yeah. Join us next time for part two of our interview with artist Megan Jefferson. This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical savvy. Join us next time at, at the Roundtable. Table.